What's good, people? Welcome to the very first episode of the Spiral Podcast. We finally got it set up. We're here to roll. It took us long enough, but we are finally here. Basically, we're just going to be touching on what we have been doing since April 2021 um, when we reopened. But before we go on to that, we're going to touch a little bit about where we started because it was recently our 10 years. Um, So we're going to touch on where we started and basically where we've got to now. Yeah, 10 years of spiral. Wow, lots to catch up on. It's been, a, it's been a journey, honestly. So, where do we start? So, I think 2012, um, I must have been in, I don't know, either year nine or year 10 or, or something like that. And we decided to put together a group called Spiral Free Run. When I say we, that was me, uh, Frank Toner, Luke Curtis, Connor Shepard, uh, Daniel Richardson and Kieran Loney. I think that was all of us. And then we had people like Scott Brewer, Ethan Fisher help us out as well. And basically it was just a group of us that we all used to kind of go out and train. Um, Some of us were more active in training than others and um, some of us obviously weren't so active. But yeah, essentially we put together this group and then we shortly introduced Omar Jackson. And as you know, Omar's still here to this day. He's behind the camera. He's operating everything from the podcast side of things. So thank you to Omar for doing that but yeah we introduced Omar into the team and then probably I don't know a couple of months after that we introduced Joe Rogers into the team and at this point it was basically only me Omar Joe Daniel and Kieran who were still left training everyone else kind of just dropped off they were still hang out with us but um, weren't really part of the team that time Um, and then we were just doing our thing like we were just posting on YouTube trying to get not views but like people to kind of be more aware of what parkour is in bedford specifically because we had a lot of problems like training in town with people kicking us off of spots and stuff yeah exactly it was it was so like not known that we had to do something to try and get it known so people don't look at us like we're freaks yeah i mean you probably know yourself think back to like 2012 what parkour was like it was it was still fairly new people didn't really understand it really there were a few little groups getting together and training but it was more often than not you were just kind of looked down on like a little like almost like skaters as well you're ruining all the architecture you're just vandalizing you're leaving rubbish when that's just not the case yeah and i think everyone really has the same sort of you know they they have the same sort of thing going on in every town like people don't really understand what it is maybe not so much now because it's become a lot more popular but like when we started no matter where you're from like jesse's from uh, milton Keynes and i'm from bedford so obviously we didn't actually train together like growing up from the early days we met slightly later on but like i'm sure you had the exact same troubles with people like trying to kick you off the spots and stuff so i don't know about you but it felt like a yeah like when you're with someone it makes it a lot easier to actually be able to train without looking like a weirdo so and on top of that you're not looking out for people yeah yeah exactly get into your zone a bit better so i think that was the whole kind of purpose of spiral really is just putting together a group so that you know people can recognize what we're doing and and not just think we're out here to cause trouble and then over the course of the next couple of years like we just got the opportunity to coach voluntarily. I can't really remember the time frame too much because honestly, it's been so long. But yeah. excuse me, um, I think it was around 
midway through 2012, maybe slightly later on towards 2012, we got the opportunity to coach for Great Denham Primary. Um, so we did a couple of sessions there. I think it was like four, four or five sessions there. And that was for the Key Stage 1 kids. And that was just on like a volunteer basis. And they absolutely loved it. Um, so yeah, we, you know, we kind of started to think about what it is that we actually wanted to do. Obviously, it got towards the end of our kind of school life and we all sort of separated ways. I was in Bedford. People were all over the place. Like we were still training and stuff, but it wasn't so much of like a regular thing. Like we'd do it every day before. Now we're kind of just doing it like here and there whenever we'd meet up. And I'm sure like you had a similar sort of thing when you were like training at an early day. But Yeah, just kind of not very often because you couldn't find the people yeah exactly you start to got you start to get adult responsibilities yeah. and you're like okay i actually need to do stuff now so everyone just started training like less frequently um i'm gonna skip some things because some things i don't want to like spend too long speaking about it just be we'll be here for two hours but i think it was around 2015 so i just started uni at this point um and i never really wanted to go to uni i know that i wanted to teach kids at this point and I didn't ever have that idea into my head until I went to Great Denham Primary and I actually really enjoyed like teaching parkour so you know I went to uni with the idea of basically becoming a, a PE teacher and I got an email from my old sixth form tutor called Ruth Pineda so if anyone has her contact details send her my way because basically if it wasn't if it wasn't for her emailing me we probably might not have been here today so yeah it's a bit crazy um, she basically just said there was a school in Bedford that were looking for people to come in and do parkour and whether I still did it and I was like yeah of course I still do it but at this point you know I, I didn't coach parkour I wasn't qualified in parkour or anything like that so it was a big big ask and I kind of just said to the school straight up it was uh um oh, I can't even remember the name of the school I think it was just Bedford School a Bedford Academy, no, Bedford Academy, that was it, Bedford Academy. So it was Bedford Academy uh, off of Mile Road. Um, and they basically said, yeah, look, it doesn't matter. We're, we're not looking for someone who's like a, like a full-time coach. We just want someone to come in and kind of show the kids what parkour is. So I was like, yeah, sure, no thing. Anyway, I asked Rob to help me out at this point, and yeah, we, we ran the session, it went super successfully, and they they asked for us back, and that's when we sort of started to kick the business off, so um, yeah, I, I started the business, side, yeah, you? I was going to say, before that, we never had any intention to go and do coaching, like, it wasn't Just really, yeah, team. obviously we had the thing at Great Denham Primary, and that was kind of what initiated my thoughts into going into, like, teaching kids and doing, like, PE teaching, but in terms of coaching parkour, like, it never it was never an idea I don't know it just so it's surreal to think that we're here now and I'm really really grateful for everything that's happened along the way but yeah me and um, Rob essentially started to put together the foundations of the business and and go from there and our first sort of go-to was the John Bunyan Centre um, so we started in the Bun actually no we started in the athletic stadium yeah so we started in the athletic stadium which is uh, I think 2016 and it was me Rob and Omar we were literally the only coaches in terms of equipment we literally had like one roll mat I don't know, a couple of vaults and, and proper, a crash mat. That, yeah, that was it. We had pretty much nothing. We just knew Using that we were... Yeah, we just knew that we wanted to teach somewhere, essentially. Um, at this point, we'd, we'd been lucky enough to teach in Bedford Academy, uh, Kings Oak Primary and Goldington at around the same time. So, you know, we were using their equipment and that was helping us put money behind to buy our own equipment. And yeah, the athletic stadium grew to be quite a busy class we were only doing one class a week which is on a wednesday 
um, I think it got up to like 18 kids in the end and we only really had two coaches that could do it at a time you know myself Rob and Omar weren't always free at that same time so it was difficult which mean that we had to sort of cap our numbers at around 20 and once we were getting closer to capping the numbers then we needed more space unfortunately Athletic Stadium couldn't provide it so we had to move to the Bunyan Centre and that's when we opened three classes a week and uh, we were doing that for probably about a year until essentially we hit the exact same hurdle <laughs> like we needed to expand they couldn't provide the storage or the space or what have you so then we moved to Kempston Challenger Academy and literally wow. had the same hurdle again I didn't even know about that did you I not yeah we we went to Kempston Challenger Academy we were probably there for about a year so those of you who don't know Kempston Challenger Academy is a school in Kempston obviously and we do our fun for young people camps there so it's quite strange going back there to do those camps after we kind of spent our early days there it's quite refreshing really um but yeah spent probably about a year at kca and then exactly the same hurdles like we needed more equipment so you know that meant more storage they didn't have the space they couldn't give us more sessions so we contacted everywhere and i mean everywhere that you could possibly think of like all the schools around Bedford, all the leisure centres and everything like that, we contacted them and yeah, no one was no one was getting back to us or they weren't getting back to us with the things that we needed. So I tried Trinity Arts and Leisure and that was literally my last hope. And I didn't even really know about it that much. I taught there a couple of times before for previous jobs, but I don't know, it just didn't really cross my head because I thought it was, you know, a sixth form. I didn't think that it was actually like a leisure centre able to be rented. And um, yeah, we contacted Trinity and they could provide us pretty much everything that we wanted. Um, Is that about the time that I joined the team? Then? Yeah, it was. That was probably around the time when Jesse joined. Was I think that was about 2000, 2017, 2018. Yeah. Oh no, you were in the team before that. Was I? Yeah, because I was we've got the Coventry trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we've got the Coventry trip. So I think. So the where where I'm it gets being quite quiet at the moment is because I didn't join the team until around 26. Yeah, it's it's quite it was it gets it quite was. confusing because obviously we didn't start with the idea of being a business. We started with the idea of being a team. So the team and the business often kind of gets crossed over. Like if if you guys know CJ, CJ's not involved in the business, but he's involved in the team. So if we do like performances, then obviously CJ's involved, but then that crosses over from a business point of yeah, view right. now. So yeah, it does get quite confusing like that. But I think most people have been in the team since like 2015, 2016, which was probably when you joined. But yeah, 2017, 2018 was when you were at Paramount and like um, you were coaching there, but obviously you'd still, you'd still be training with us yeah. and do like things with us. Um, so I think at this point we were just working on building up the classes further and essentially we got to a position where we needed to expand and I think this was in 2020 but obviously with everything that went on in 2020 with COVID and stuff it yeah it was a bit crazy it was a bit crazy um so obviously yeah let's not even go there but essentially we needed to expand and covid was stopping us so we worked really really hard throughout 2020 building up and and you know losing customers because people were scared to come in to sessions due to covid etc had to fight so many battles and jump through so many hoops just to get sessions on it was ridiculous and we said to ourselves that actually we need to do this full time because you were working at gymfinity at that point i was working at gymfinity omar was working elsewhere um rob was working elsewhere and we'd all work at spiral as well so it was like enjoyed where we were yeah it was wanted to come back to spiral it was one of those things where engage the drill 
we are back so oh, excuse the nitty, <laughs> excuse the nitty podcast setup uh we obviously need to invest in some more equipment but at the minute it's just not like our main focus so we will start doing more of these and we'll start to upgrade the setup but at the minute it's just yeah not a thing deal with yeah deal with it so <laughs> uh basically we approached trinity and we were like yo bruv we need more space we need more classes we need more everything and yeah let's please sort it out please we beg you and um they were nice enough to agree to our deal um so we set them a deal and that basically entailed of us having the theater which is the place that we use to run our classes kind of permanently with increased storage etc etc and uh since then we went full time so obviously we we planned to open in April 20, uh, sorry, in January 21, but because of COVID, we couldn't open till April 21. And now this is where Jesse comes in. So obviously he's going to get a lot more active now. He's going to be able to tell you, yeah, he's going to be able to tell you a lot more of what's happened. Was that as well when you went into business with Rob at first, that 2020? Well, we, me and Rob, me and Rob were in into business 50-50 from the start since, oh, okay. since April 2006, uh, yeah, about April 2016, maybe a little bit oh, before okay. April 2016. But yeah, it, the structure of the company kind of starts to change towards June. So around April is when we first reopened, and that's when Jesse joined. And at this point, Jesse was literally just a coach. So he just joined with the intention just of obviously, out yeah, helping bit. out and kind of see where we can take it. We had Omar working for us. We had um, Machek working for us. And we had just started working with the juniors like Ryan, Gary. And, no, I don't even think Gary and Ed were in it no, yet. It was just Ryan yeah, it was Sam. just Ryan and Sam. Um, um, but yeah, basically we had like a decent team of people. We just needed to brush up on everything and make sure people's skills were as sharp as possible. Because obviously those of you who don't know, the junior coaches are just students. That is that is literally how they've come into Spiral. They're students that have sh- shown us, shown me, shown Jesse, shown the other coaches that they're here to help and here to learn and here to achieve kind of great things. They really and, like just stepped into the community yeah. and started helping out during classes and really just... They basically put themselves in the spotlight. Yeah, like like take Ed, for example. He hadn't been there that long, but straight away he had jumped in. He was posting on, on social media to try and get the classes known, to get his movement known. He was helping others out in class, which yeah. was the thing for me that I was like, yes, that is what I want to see. So yeah, from there we see opportunity and we try and give it back. Um, but yeah, this was the point where we jumped from... I think it was like four or five classes to like 27 classes. It was absolutely insane. Busy. And at, at this point, I was still, I was still um, like working another job. And it's, it's hard to tell yourself to put everything into one kind of pot because you're scared about the repercussions. But for a couple of months, we did that. Um, it got to about June 2021, and that's when we, uh, I think we moved into Samson's Academy. So Dorian Alexis from Samson's Academy Charity in Bedford. That Big man is, oh my God, he is, a, he is a wonderful man. Yeah, <laughs> he is a wonderful, wonderful man. And um, we were lucky enough to be put into contact by, uh, with him by Joanne Hudson-Lett from Just Purple Presents. Um, and essentially, we reached out to him and, and kind of said to him what we are, what it is that we do. And he was kind enough to let us rent a space in his office, but completely rent free for the first year, which is absolutely like 
incredible the, the guy has just met us and he's just seen what we're doing yeah. and he just sees our vision and he's like yeah these boys need help let me help him out and he's not bothered about like what he's getting back in return and you know proper class yeah man. honestly everything Can't that him up enough, everything that we've probably done from now is has been like a, a driving force has come from him so you know in June 2021, he basically said to us that a CIC would probably be the way to go forward. And at this point, we'd heard about like CICs before, but myself and Rob, we were never in a position where we wanted to jump full time just yet. It was the kind of thing where if it came, cool, we'd take it, but it hadn't reached that point yet. And um, excuse me, being a CIC essentially means that we are in the best interest of the community. We are a community interest company, which means everything that we do is to do for the community, i.e. the parkour community and the Bedfordshire community and the surrounding areas. So it allows us to get more funding, which means that we can put on the things that we've been doing recently, like Run For It, which is totally free of charge, and things like the half camps, obviously, which are which are funded spaces, yeah. So since then, that's that's opened up the doors to the, to the kind of things that we can offer, and it's absolutely been phenomenal. Um, and yeah, July sort of kicked off with the summer camps, and oh my that God, was that busy. Was so hard. <laughs> so we'd worked hard before in our lives. Like I was, a, I was a coach at SSG. I was doing holiday camps and residentials for like six weeks straight. Sometimes I know Jesse had done coaching at Paramount, and he'd you know worked days in, days out, where he'd coached all day long. Still proud and- of my longest hour shift, which is the thirty-six hour shift. <laughs> That is absolutely disgusting. I'm not even going to go into how that's legal, but hey-ho, there we go. Um, yeah, so we'd all worked hard before, but not in like a in like a parkour for yourself kind of way, which was really, really interesting because obviously when you work for yourself, you put so much more into it than you do for anything else, just naturally because it's your passion. But yeah, we were working like Bedford Modern, um, fun for young people camps our own camps everything we were working at the same time there was points where i was managing i was managing three sites at once with like nine staff members and we were all doing different things and i'm trying to coach and i'm trying to receive calls and it's just crazy like we were all working so 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 hard so they were all packed as well yeah that's the that's the main thing like the bedford modern camps first of all shout out to win moss win Win. we love you win oh win you are a winner my friend winner i promise you because yeah basically the bedford modern camps they sold out within like 21 minutes and that was incredible the the whole online system apparently went proper buggy and people couldn't secure their spaces and whatnot it was just mayhem so yeah the fact that people are like that receptive of our services means that we're doing our job so couldn't be more happy in all of the other camps as well we were the most best received yeah so the fun for young people ones yeah yeah obviously especially with the the bedford modern as well yeah. we got told by all staff on site basically that we that all the kids liked our classes the, the kids most. have to do a feedback form for all the camps basically so that's how they can obtain that feedback it's not like someone's just come up to us and be like hey this is the case it well literally it actually is it literally written, yeah written down we the best. so yeah it was a mad 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 summer and it gets even madder around now so uh, we're not throwing too much shade, but essentially September come and this was a very, very, very pivotal point in Spiral Free Run because myself and Rob as the two directors went separate ways. Um, and there's a lot of kind of drama about what happened. And I'm not here to touch too much on what happened, but obviously it's there the is, yeah, the, it's the history of what we're doing and we're past it now. We're at a point where like we just, 
you know, we don't have anything to do with each other. It's all sorted and we've moved on essentially. So I feel like some of you deserve to know, especially those of you that are in classes. Like I can think of a couple of students already that were taught by both me and Rob and then all of a sudden Rob's not in one day and they're like, oh, where is he? And I was like, oh, well, actually you know he's gone and like there wasn't really much explanation to it and it doesn't really matter like you don't have to give an explanation but i just want to be as upfront as possible basically yeah exactly so so we were having a mad 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 start to the year and there was a lot of changes within the company by july uh jesse had already moved up to uh, product manager yeah this is uh, when i really started like yeah. taking my stride in the business so this um, was like two months w- within us reopening which was obviously crazy yeah i saw that there was just a bit of a gap there was a gap lots of work that needed to be yeah. done and i couldn't just kind of leave it to the guys to do it because then nothing would happen <laughs> rewind my selector so we just filmed a fat section and omar forgot to press record so going back to that section <laughs> I had just found a gap in the company um, where there was lots of marketing that needed doing, lots of infrastructure that needed building, and a lot of clothing kind of options that needed developing. Um, And I just started doing it. I didn't really ask these guys if I could do it. I just kind of went, yo, I saw this thing that needed doing, here you go. Uh, I think I started just by making up a few clothing ideas um, here and there, making some like clothing production plans and a little bit of um, grading here and there. Yeah, I was just constantly receiving messages basically saying, oh, like, this idea, this idea, this idea, this idea, or this idea. And I was like, what? This is mad, because... Excuse me, sorry. Um, I've never really been in a position where people have been had able to give me the time to say, like, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. I haven't. You haven't asked me to do this, but I've done this anyway. So I was like, wow, okay. We desperately, desperately, desperately need more of this because, again, not to throw too much shade, but this is why we're talking about this section, is over the last five years, I had basically done everything. Um, Rob Videos, was... Videos, yeah. clothing... <laughs> Paying staff, <laughs> setting up staff, marketing, doing the events, yeah. emailing, the lot. Yeah, absolutely I, everything. I, Finances. I mean, Jesse's hit the nail on the head. Like, I did everything. And this was even while I was at uni and I was working three jobs. And obviously, like, needless to say, it got to the point where I just couldn't take it anymore. I physically could not. So essentially, I, I said to Rob, I was like, you need to do more because at this point, um, it just wasn't getting done. There was things that were physically affecting us as a company, both financially and, and you know, other ways as well. Mainly but the planning side of the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We were just stagnating constantly in it in sitting still and I was fed up of it. We'd been sat still okay, we hadn't been sat still for the past five years, but we'd been like this for the past five years and now it's like boom 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 so the the levels have just increased but i said to him i was like you got a couple of options either you you actually put the time in and you know you show that you're 50 50 because we're 50 50 but at the minute i'm literally doing 98 99 of it and it's just not on or you go and <laughs> cut a long story short neither of those options were good enough for him apparently so 
hella madness went on and eventually paid him off um so now rob is no longer part of spiral free run and won't ever be part of spiral free run um and it is now myself and jesse who run things so jesse has now officially been recognized as a director recently Woo! cue the music and the, the balloons and, the, and stuff yeah um <laughs> uh, but basically we are where we want to be now and since september it has been nothing but madness loads of just development can i now just apologize to my partner in advance because i spend more time with this geezer than i do my own partner so i thought i was yeah (laughs) yeah honestly it it gets like that who's this side person (laughs) (laughs) we've we've literally been together pretty much every every day since yeah we've had like a a couple of days off in fact i remember at one point like when we first started spending so much time together i'd go home to em and i'd be like it feels weird like i haven't seen i haven't seen jesse (laughs) like a day or two it's like yeah honestly you know when you walk around the house and you just got your dog next to you all the time (laughs) that's both of us but like we switch roles so yeah essentially since then it's been been pretty mad um we did grading in september uh moving on to october we had the halloween jam the camps and the clothing so this is where the clothing picks up and now the clothing is sick um we'd always been in a position where clothing was well hard to do because it was never pushed so it was the kind of thing where as an order as and when an order comes in we dish it out but it was very irregular you were like to develop your own clothing while you have yeah. to try and manage the business you, yeah exactly I, I just couldn't i couldn't physically do it so this is why jesse coming in was fantastic because all the things i wanted to do and i asked people to do but never got done i did <laughs> he did yeah so sweet um the i'm scared tea Ooh, was first oh. and that was absolutely rude my if you don't release. know if you don't know that i'm scared is actually my face check the goatee and stuff link yeah. here oh, oh spit card moving so basically we have a video and yeah there's a there's an og meme in there where i pop up and i'm like i'm scared um yeah and jesse was like let's make a t-shirt of it why not um and it was a great idea basically it was the best idea we had absolutely amazing yeah i want to say as well on that t-shirt i made the meme originally as well i did the whole (laughs) luke stop being an absolute wimp i'm scared and like mocked him (laughs) um we turned it into a meme turned it into a t-shirt man did it with mouse and keyboard that whole face i drew it with a mouse with a mouse you ever sat there and just tried to draw something with a mouse (laughs) and you get the whole zigzag lines well (laughs) ridiculous this man managed to make it happen so yeah just keep going until you make it basically yeah he dropped that one uh and i was like yep absolutely we're doing it we did it and it was it was a huge success in fact it's probably one of our favorite t-shirts and yeah definitely our most popular on the store i think if you go into classes and stuff you'll see more i'm scared tees than anything else which is sick (laughs) and especially because half the yeah half of the kids don't even know that it's my face i actually went up to one of the kids and i was like you know that's my face and he was like what? I was like, yeah, dude, it's like legit my face. They literally like, no, do a no, double take and then they're like, and then I went, whoa, the goatee. And he was like, oh yeah, I kind of see it now. I was like, there you go. But none of them understand the meme. So hopefully now if you watch this, you'll understand the meme as well. Um, moving on, Halloween jam and, uh, oh, we did, we did a jam in July as well. Matt's leaving jam. Oh, so Matt's yeah. leaving jam we missed. Um, that was sick. That was Probably, our, I think that was our if first website, jam. Yeah, you that was literally see all of us. Just yeah, the, the top the banner screen. in the website is the video from the leaving jam, and it was, yeah, it was proper sick. Uh, Shane Merkley edited that, 
big shout out to Shane. He's he's a sick videographer. Um, he's going to be doing a lot more stuff with us over the next coming like months. So yeah, Stay keep tuned. your eyes peeled for that. Um, and then yeah, essentially we got very successful with grants. Um, oh, yeah, Rob really was in charge thing. of doing the grants from June until September, and we had no success at all. Um, I came in not to throw shade. <laughs> not at all. I came in, wrote a grant literally within probably an hour and then posted it and we were successful with the first one. Now, if that doesn't highlight why I, I did what I did, then I don't really know what else to, what else to say, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, we got a grant from Sport England, which meant that we could put on uh, six weeks of free coaching, which is what we're doing now, which is our Run For It project. So if you're not sure what that is, go take a look at the website or on Facebook. There's more details on there. But essentially, we're doing six weeks worth of free coaching for those who are less accessible to our classes what more could you ask for really like free classes it's yeah. it's a no-brainer like why would you not go <laughs> there's no excuses now big shout out to this man as well because he's the one that sits down and writes all these grants and yeah and that is like long grant um, it's long i'm just gonna call them the grant people um and what they need back because they need so much information as well as to give you lots of things that you mm. need to do um, so again, big shout out to Luke because he basically takes the helm on that one. So if you ever see me in classes and I'm just sat down on my laptop, it's not because I'm being lazy or I don't want to teach any of you. It's because I've got things to do that I just don't have the time to do in the workshop and stuff like this. Imagine like everything that everyone in this like place does is just juggle, 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 juggle. Omar's coaching, he's working on videos, he's planning videos. Jesse's obviously now director, so he's got a lot more responsibility. Coaching he's help, helping the junior coaches and all sorts like that, coaching and everything else, doing the marketing, and I'm doing the videos, the insurance, this, that, this, that, finances, everything, and essentially just managing the whole thing. So it gets crazy, but yeah, like that Sport England grant was a massive, massive, exactly massive, massive help. Yeah, it was exactly what we needed, and at that time as well, that I think did more for us in terms of boosting morale yeah. than it did financially, because at this point, obviously, if you're in a company where two of the directors fall out and one gets gone, you're like, well, if that can happen to the director, how am I safe kind of yeah. thing? And I'd been friends with a lot of these guys for years, like me and Omar have been boys for 10 years, but I'm sure he probably sat there and was and was like, maybe low-key a little bit worried. So I, you know, I needed something to show them that like these guys are safe. It's just, I had to do what we needed to do basically. Um, so yeah, that boosted morale massively massively everyone was so motivated to go then because then they could actually see yeah. that what we were doing is working it was that big jump of yeah oh spiral is actually progressing and making strides yeah. i need to try harder because this is about to blow a little bit that was uh october november time come december now, we november first we've got the scratch oh my goodness yeah scratch line so Our this is a hour, yeah this was a sick line. sick sick collection if you if you see any of the coaches more time any of them are wearing the scratched one yeah like, what can drip. i say always drips out in the scratch the cargos are rude Ooh. the cargos are so rude um but yeah basically we had the idea of uh, turning, like, I think, I'm guessing it was like a mixture of all sorts of movement culture from so, from both of our kind of perspectives, so but we, we like the idea of skating and was, stuff like that. Um, I really like the idea, uh, I recently just watched like the new Spider-Man movie as well, yeah. as well it was like what the main part of this was, and along with that I've been recently looking at skater yeah. crossing to parkour culture, um, like the clothing that people are wearing, all the bagginess, the cargo trousers. Um, that does just come straight from yeah. skate culture. 
um, and it's really interesting to see to me. So that made me quite creative when I just started me me messing around on photos. Yeah, and making cargos especially was something that we'd said about in-house for ages, but had never obviously done because the way that we had to print before was obviously quite expensive yeah. and, you know, clothing wasn't like, really a focus for us so now it meant that we could actually do the things that we've been wanting to do for ages and that was just awesome because it was so well received as yeah well. we made a whole clothing line video for it took all the boys out we went and got um stuff filled. oh that was so good to we go back outside out. and train out, like outside i know it sounds stupid because it's like we do parkour but training indoors and training outdoors is very very different even like training in trinity and training outdoors like it's very different your legs take up yeah big, your legs yeah. like a, your your legs take a big heat in, uh a big heating a big beating outdoors even though you think you can hack it because of all the stuff that you do indoors on you know the wood and, and stuff like that it, it's just different it's just different i can't explain it it's just different and yeah we were beaten up <laughs> we were a bit beaten up uh not in terms of injuries but you know we just we bodily yeah we weren't prepared for it and on again on top of coaching and everything like that and people are like oh coaching it's not that bad coaching knackers you Coaching's it hard. knackers you and not only that but you're demonstrating when you're cold so imagine Spot your body's in. going from hot cold hot cold hot cold hot cold hot cold all day with no warm-up or cool down really apart from what you're doing with the kids so yeah it does it does beat you up a bit um this is about the time that we started to really build the infrastructure because yeah. after rob's departure there was even more of a space now that things needed doing not only that yeah we this meant now basically the backlog of stuff that we hadn't done needed, needed to be to done before up. we focus on anything else really we can't progress until we catch up essentially now the best way that i've described business in the past was when rob and luke were running it it was quite flimsy there was like the edging you had yeah. kind of the idea of what they wanted that they wanted to coach but there was no how what's the how, what's like the program what's yeah. the progressions how are we going to make this from this to this um and then me and you kind of just sat down for a really mm -hmm. long time quite a few months and quite a few like hours yeah. just solidifying and building some substance inside the business like protocols where we'll, what happens if this goes wrong um things to check up on in class uh like learning objectives grading we all just built all of that around rob's departure yeah to just really solidify the company and it's worked wonders it has. everyone that comes through the door now everyone loves it they're, yeah they're progressing they're having a great time they know what they're doing and no one ever just does the same thing or gets bored in class anymore um not that they did that much in the first place but it just adds so much more substance to yeah. what we can give back. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can't do anything successfully without planning, but like at the same point, it's, and it, you know, it, it might be an excuse, it might not, but I physically can't plan when I'm doing everything. You know, I've, I've spent ages now sacrificing things for myself that like I need to be able to do something and put my all into it. I can't do that if I'm literally doing everything myself. So having Jesse come in was... Yeah, it's it's changed things really because yeah, it's it's given me that that second right hand that I've always needed and have never had. But yeah, um, December Aww. we had <laughs> we had uh, Xmas camps, half camps. 
This was a mad time. Uh, big up uh, Sophie Stock from Fun for Young People for putting us in touch with Annie Russell from Bedford Borough Council. Massive shout out to you. Um, that allowed us to get some funding to run some free Christmas camps. And again, that was a big, big step for us because, you know, that allowed us to branch out a little bit further, allowed get us to give funding. back, yeah, get some more funding, buy more equipment, all of that sort of now, thing. So I think we offered seven days worth of free parkour camps. So that yeah. was seven like days worth of up to thirty kids yeah. coming to a class for free. And including the food as well. Oh, and and food. Oh my goodness on the first week. So obviously this was like December uh just before this um Christmas and just after Christmas. And the first week Caterlink provided the food as they usually do. The second week, well, guess what? They're closed. So guess who has to make the lunches? I had to sit there and butter over 60 slices of bread every single day for four days. So Imagine bad. some days I didn't even eat dinner because I was too busy buttering bread. That by the time I finished, I was like, the, the thought of food makes me feel sick. Yeah, I just don't want... Honestly, Poor most food. nights it would take about an hour and a half. And again, I'd had to ask my partner to help me because I was literally sat there crying. You know when you butter bread and... <laughs> but Yeah, the, I was oh, going to say the butter's too hard yeah. and it rips the bread. Do you know how many slices did that? But obviously in my head, I'm a perfectionist. I'm like, nah, I can't give that to the kids because because it's you know it's funded camp like they need to have the best time so i throw it away or i'd eat it myself and yeah um instead of picture now you just sit Ooh, that was a bad week <laughs> for luke <laughs> yeah not only that but in december we did a fundraiser for fun for young people so they had switched from um but previously fun for young people were known as impact and they were part of a, a like a like a charity a big organization basically now they've split and they've become independent um we did a fundraiser for them just to help them basically put some more funds in their in their pocket because that split obviously is going to have some things which you know are unexpected so um we put on a free event for them and yeah they they absolutely loved it they were so grateful for it and it was really nice to see them that actually show up for the event yeah, yeah that was that was great to see um and it actually went really well as uh, as well yeah because the community got really behind us doing our fundraiser um one of the fundraisers we did was a thousand sticks yeah um where you could come and sponsor a coach give us a pound for doing the thousand sticks which we all oh my god that was agony i don't think you understand how bad it is because like we sat there and we were like a thousand sticks nah that's not that bad that's like 30 a day yeah we were like that's 30 a day that's not that bad obviously we didn't start from like the first of december we started on like the 10th or something like that some days we physically couldn't do it but yeah it got to the point where some of the boys were <laughs> some of the boys were having to do like 200 250 sticks in one day just to catch up and yeah it was yeah it was brutal on our legs so december was a bit of a madness as well um, the other fundraising we did was um we did almost like, what was it called? Oh, we did a free raffle and oh, a free one-to-one, yeah. didn't we? Um, yeah. So we offered a free bit of clothing or a one-to-one. -one. You could kind of put a pound in and decide which, which ticket you'd get. Yeah. Um, quite a few people bought a bunch of tickets for both sides just yeah. to try and win. Yeah. Um, the guys that came to their one-to-one -one loved it. Yeah. And the guys that got their clothing as well. Yeah, I, I did it. the free one-to-one. -one and obviously, I'm not going to mention like names and stuff. But yeah, the person who did it, they absolutely loved it. Um, so... Yeah, it was good for them to explore like a one-to-one -one session because a one-to-one -one is so much different to like a group oh, session. So, yeah, um, it was really, really beneficial for that person. And this was about the time as well after we finished that fundraising that our um, 
clothing production started like really ramping up. Yeah, like, so of orders coming through the door for Christmas from Black Friday, constantly just orders. After that the orders scratch after line orders. and and the uh, the mental health. God, I forgot about that. Just and for a um, just for like a little numbers thing. Our sales increased by it was it was, was it over like six hundred percent. Yeah, I was gonna say it was over like five hundred percent. It was stupid. But in like, the two <laughs> months that we started, I mean, we went from maybe maybe selling one item one. of clothing like every Other two months, months yeah. or something like that, or it was so sporadic, you know, to literally having like <laughs> twelve different orders in like one in one or two weeks, and we we're like. Ah! Orders that had like six yeah. to seven different pieces of clothing on the one order. Yeah. So thank yeah, you to like, everyone who was so patient for that. And that kind of leads us on to where we are now, really, which is in the workshop, which doesn't seem like a lot to you guys, but this place before was literally a garage with boxes used for storage now, in my mum's house. We know that is what a normal garage is, mm. but fill half the garage with boxes. Half to the ceiling, whole thing to the to, ceiling yeah, and literally. then put the treadmill in there and then put a bunch of exercise equipment and some more like bits and bobs it yeah, was a it was crazy it was crazy and you know it was around january and february time that me and jesse were relentlessly working on this place sawdust up our nose coughing up sawdust like yeah essentially what we've done to this place is we removed everything from it and we've made it our office essentially and this is like the place where the production happens. So in terms of filming and stuff like this, shooting photos for a new clothing range, um, actually making the clothing, designing the clothing, you know, staff being able to come in and use things like Photoshop to do their jobs. The podcast. The podcast, everything. Like that is basically what the workshop has done. And that's essentially been from the funding that we've had. And, you know, whilst that may seem like not that big of a deal to some people before, the office was, you know, nothing really like obviously we had samson's academy where we could go and that was like our main office but you know we we didn't always have the ability to just go to samson's there might have been things that were running in there like events and stuff like that or sometimes we physically couldn't make it like both of us at the same time so it was like oh we'll go when we can actually both go together this being my mum's house is like i can just pop in whenever so yeah, yeah it's just so it's so much easier big shout out to tracy big shout out big it. shout out mumsy uh yeah love mum. Um, um but yeah no from from there it's just really really exploded now the workshop was an end goal that spiral had it yeah. was uh, not even an end of year goal. yeah it was like, I was we eventually want to be making clothing ourselves and have our own yeah. little workshop and I, I mean we yeah we didn't want it for the end of the year initially it was like a like jesse said like an end 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 goal and then when it came to december after and like after all the through. camps and the orders we were like yo this is mad like we could do this let's make it an end of year goal come to january and we were like done bro like this is let's do it like we have the facility to do it so let's do it and since then it just means essentially you guys when you place orders it comes through quicker it you know there's none of this waiting for suppliers to pass it on and this and that obviously we still have to go through suppliers and stuff like that so there is a bit of a delay but the delay is a lot less and it means that it's just a lot more personal me and jesse and other staff eventually hand pack all the orders so you know your garment has been printed by us and packaged 
by us. Designed <laughs> yeah, by designed us. by us. We put the little extras in. Yeah, we make as well. We don't order in the little extras. Yeah, even things down to now, we have our own labels for. Our yeah, clothing. so everything labels, is tags, stickers for drops. Everything's the got whole that works. personal touch. Yeah, so it's, it's just amazing. Yeah, essentially now uh, we don't need to touch too much on like February or March. We've no. we've done things like half camps. We've done camps and clothing production. We have quite a good deal at the minute going with the half camps, which is the Bedford Borough camps, yeah. which basically most times than not if there's a term yeah. time uh, or like a term holiday they'll book in with us to yeah. get some places secured for you guys so um, yeah you can expect to see camps you can expect to see camps pretty much every every time there's a there's a half term or or something like that for schools yeah. um and yeah that essentially leads us to where we are now and we're Today. in a position where honestly i don't know about you jesse it feels a bit surreal like we've always said we wanted to do this yeah. you know from like 2016 kind of onwards and there was times where me and jesse were having conversations but physically we weren't in a position to be able to you know do things together so the fact that we've had this vision since such a, a long time ago and now it's happening is crazy. And the fact that like parkour, like skating, it's a it's a crazy sport. Like you either love it or you hate it. It's like Marmite, but there's not much really to do in parkour. Like you can be an athlete, you can be a coach, you can do this, you can do that. So the, yeah, there's a you couple really of got, avenues. You've really got the three, which yeah, is either but, athlete, coach, or brand. And this is the thing, like to do any of those three, it's a bit like football you got to get lucky to yeah. kind of see a scout and you've got to have skill. Don't and get me wrong. I could, yeah, you've so got to put in the work. Time. Like, it's not all about luck. That's not what I'm saying at all. But like, I feel like we it's did it. Chance, yeah, yeah, I feel like we did it without luck. Like, you know, being an athlete and stuff, that relies on you kind of being spotted. We haven't been spotted. We've made ourselves known. That's the difference, yeah. I feel. And yeah, you could argue that athletes will make themselves known. But like, still them being scouted or, or get being given a sponsorship yeah, that's luck yeah that's well, luck yeah. and the things that we've done is not a case of luck it's because people require the services that we provide the coaching and stuff like that we make a difference to their lives so yeah we've, it's, we've it's crazy our own community which is amazing as well like we have yeah. a I think we've got 126 odd direct debits at the moment. Yeah, we've got uh, about 300 people signed up on the on terms of the system, which means you know we we see that many people on like a regular basis. But the direct debits alone, yeah, that's a different number. Um, now on top of that, we have people that return for the half camps. We have our own community in the half camps. Yeah, we have our own community that come to our camps that don't come to class though. Mm -hmm. We have people that come to the jams every time the jam is on. Yeah, and more often than not, all of these people are part of the same area yeah exactly um, like we'll have customers from class come to the half camps we'll have customers from the half camps come to the jams mm -hmm. all of the customers are buying garments and like representing yeah. supporting us and just helping it's out. so it's so nice honestly like the reception we've received over the last couple of months in particular but you know essentially since day quite, one that's what's made it possible that is what made it, it's made it possible yeah we can't do this without people agreeing to you know enroll and essentially you guys are and you're you're appreciating the stuff that we're doing and that that allows us to ultimately do one thing and that's live our dream yeah. which was make a living from parkour which sounds so so surreal because how do you do that like it's it's crazy you know social media is a great way to do it but the way that we've done it is yeah i think we've just been hard well and, you had those three yeah. options we've hit every single option we are an athlete team that make videos we are a um coaching company that teach parkour movements and we are a brand 
that make their own merchandise to, yeah. s- to kind of sell off to everyone. Yeah, like recently we've uh, we've we've actually realised unintentionally we're we're very similar to like the Motors projects in terms of yes. like what their goals are, and actually that's that's quite nice because that's a that's a team that personally we look up to. Yeah, we look. I, I look up to. I have done for a long yeah. time. I know you look up to. I've brought lots of their clothing before, and it wasn't until you actually pointed it out. You were like, hey, like the stuff that we've been talked about recently, like this is what the Motors are doing, and I was like, well, that's so. We had, we had had meetings yeah, about it in like 2016 uh, yeah and then it's been like oh their podcast is exactly what we spoke about yeah which is crazy so like it hasn't stopped us from doing it we just want to do it our own our own personal way yeah. and like i feel grateful that we are here one thing I do not feel grateful for is my body. My body hurts, man. My body hurts. So oh that might be an interesting topic of discovery. I think we injuries. Should, uh, we could do that one on another yeah. another session. I think because we've got Omar's injuries, my injuries, your injuries. All right, quickly then, just quickly. Just what's quick your time. worst injury? Or let's ask two. What's your worst injury and the most pain you've ever been in? Might even be the same. Yeah, I think mine would be my back injury. Yeah, my spinal injury. Um, fully, fully slipped the disc and crushed it. <laughs> How this man is training? Didn't get told for two years that it was a crushed disc until they figured it out. They thought it was a hamstring pull or a <laughs> hamstring tear. They're not even close. Well, they're not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no. But moving on from that, that was my worst one. And yeah, it sucked. Like, yeah. I, I, I remember times where Jesse used to have to lay down in the car to get to places. Yeah, Omar's creasing behind the camera. He remembers as well. Like going yeah. up to jams, I'd literally be like in a coffin. Yeah. So how how you're training now is actually a bit mad. No, like back. you were you were out for so long. So yeah, a bit crazy. Take, you take my hat off to you. I'm not gonna lie, <sighs> dislocated my ankle. Sucked so bad. Like I snapped my leg in half eleven months before I dislocated it. It was bad. Don't get me wrong. It was bad. Dislocating my ankle was different gravy. I can't explain. I can't explain <laughs> it. I can't explain it, man. I've spoken to like professionals about it as well, and they were like, "Yeah, worst worst things to dislocate. Apparently, like one of the hardest as well is your ankle." And I was like, "That makes a lot of sense, you know, yeah, that because that great. hurt different." Yeah, I think I think definitely that's got to be up. Yeah, there. no, that's that is awful because then you have to get it reset and everything yeah you? well luckily mine went back into place i actually gripped while i was wrote it so quick story front 180 punch dub twist did it once filmed it came close i was like yeah calm i'll do it again did it a second time dislocated my ankle on takeoff as i was rotating for the dub twist like pulled it around grabbed my ankle in the air relocated it a split second before i landed mid-air, mid-air. so yeah that was peak there's a video on my instagram if you want to see that i will warn you do not watch you have sound on because it sounds like a, a bass drum yeah it's like oh. just, a, just a basic drill beat basically in fact i said i was actually going to sample it and make a drill beat which i might still do so yeah. Oh, that Bare reminds me. Collection. That reminds me. Gloomy Tunes. If you don't know what Gloomy Tunes is, it is mine and Omar's music ting. So make when we, as well. yeah, when we were crippled, basically we were just like, yo, let's just make music because we can use it for videos. It's fun. So Omar had done it a little bit. I don't think he'd done it too much though. He basically showed me a couple of things and then we essentially just worked on it ourselves and just had different styles and then occasionally would come together and make beats. And now all the beats that you guys hear for the videos are stuff that either myself or him have made completely from scratch or maybe sampled from YouTube and then done from scratch, if that makes sense. Um, But yeah, um, so 
that's a, like another thing that we do. So just goes to highlight how much we, we are do actually doing everything in house. Yeah, everything. I think we're probably gonna have to wrap it up there anyway, guys. Yeah. So I appreciate you tuning in. Next one will hopefully be a little bit more organised, a little bit less messy. This one was just yeah, catching up on everything. just catching up on everything. Um, just keep your eyes peeled for what we've got coming up. We've got some good things planned. I uh, don't want to spoil it too much, but peace. See you next time. Bing, bing.